everyone. This is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. Oh, it's Monday. Hope everyone had a wonderful Easter. It's still Easter Monday. Some people are still off. We had a good, uh, we had a good weekend here at the Online Big Blue House. So I hope everyone had a good, safe, fun weekend. It was restful and enjoyable. I'm going to be doing draft videos at least two to three times a week, on, and we're going to focus on certain players. And there's a player that I want to speak about today, and, and you know what? I'm not going to mention his name. We are just going to say the player of no name. Why? Let's go back a couple of years. The Giants were drafting at six, and Josh Allen started falling to the Giants at six. For some reason, he made a serendipitous fall. And he got closer and closer to the Giants. And I sat there and I said to myself, oh my God, we are going to have the opportunity to draft Josh Allen, the defensive end. And instead we, and I said it out loud. I literally said it out and I literally said it out loud. (laughs) And then what happened? We picked Daniel Jones and Tom Coughlin, who was then in Jacksonville, ran up and selected Josh Allen. I, I, I think, I think, I think Coughlin sprinted to the podium. Had his guy sprint to the punks like, oh my God, we can get Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I believe, had 10 and a half sacks his rookie season. Daniel Jones had a good year. They both had, uh, they both had off seasons last year. And again, sophomore slump. You know, so we'll, we have to wait and see what is going to progress in year three. But I, I am not going to speak this player's name. But I will tell you, he's a linebacker. 6'2", 245 pounds out of Penn State. Inside linebacker. The player whose name we shall not speak. And I'm not going to speak it through this entire video because of the fact that I don't want to jinx it for the Giants. But this gentleman is probably one of the best linebackers that come out of Penn State in decades. He, he, he's restoring that tradition. He is a guy that if you looked at him and you said, to, you know, you looked at him and you said to someone, I need to put the picture of a college linebacker in Webster's Dictionary. They would put this guy, and I had to use this year's draft, they would put this guy in there. And now with all the quarterbacks potentially going, you know, within the first, you know, seven picks, this gentleman, whose name we shall not speak, has the potential to fall down to the Giants. He's a broad shoulder, thick guy. He just looks like a linebacker, but he's agile. He's got the size, the strength, the instinct. You know, he's, he's athletic. He has the ability to sniff out the running back and hit the holes. He doesn't get fooled by screens or misdirections. And he racks up tons of tackles behind the line, line of scrimmage. And he is a dangerous pass rusher. He actually went to school as a, went to, went to Penn State as a defensive end. So you know he has the ability to go after the quarterback. He is just a guy, like I said, that if you were looking for a knockdown, powerful linebacker who can help man the middle of your field for 10 years, I think this could be a guy. He is a reliable run stopper, and he has the ability to rip the ball away from the ball carriers. He's got an impressive hand-eye coordination. He's got strength. I mean, I believe he forced, what, six forced fumbles in his career four last year? Alone, I, I mean, he, he he hasn't really been asked. In college, he didn't really was he wasn't really asked much to drop back into coverage, but he he does show that he's comfortable doing that. 
You know, he's got excellent movement. You know, he, he's nice dropping back. He, he looks like he knows what he's doing when he's dropping back. Now, there are some warts for the player whose name we shall not speak. And I've said it before because I've talked about him even on the stream. To me, he gets a little jumpy. And, and he kind of, he, he will kind of sometimes sacrifice his assignments and, and he'll lose his gap responsibilities because he wants to make the big splashy play. I think in some ways he needs to be more consistent and in some ways he needs to really follow his assignments because when that happens in the pros, you're, you're going to get wrecked. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. Also because of the fact, and you know, and because of the fact that he was really never asked to, to fully engage in coverage. If you watch his play at Penn state a little bit, um, he, he does have some issues. And again, these are things that he can work on because he needs to do he, it's with repetition. You know, he did misread a lot of zone reads, you know, but that's okay. Like I said, he wasn't asked to do that in college. I mean, and, and that's what you, and that's what you have to remember. He doesn't, he, he wasn't asked to do these things, but he can do these things. And like I said, he was so valuable as a pass rusher in college. They didn't ask him to jump, to, you know, to jump back into coverage. So I'm not going to, you know, and they didn't ask him to play a ton of time in open space. And I, I have the feeling that whatever NFL team that he goes to, it's going to be the same thing. They're not going to ask him to do this. I, I was trying to think of a linebacker that, that he, he reminded me of in the pros. And I really couldn't think of one off the top of my head. So I went old school. Now, if you, if you remember Brian Erlacher when he came out, he kind of had the same traits and the same abilities. And, you know, Erlacher is basically, you know, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, you have to, I mean, just, just the way he played with the passion, the heart, you know, and, and both of them, you know, both of the player who shall, whose name we shall not speak, and Erlacher had that instinct, had that agility, had that closing speed. If you, to me, if you were going to pick a defensive player in this draft right now that looked like a plug and play superstar and can literally be the face of your franchise, it would be this guy. Now, like I said before, I am not going to speak his name. Because I'm not going to jinx us. But if the way the... Now, now there are issues. There, there are issues on the outside with this guy. We don't know if these issues are true. We don't know if these rumors and innuendos and everything else that people have been talking about are 100% accurate. I don't know. You always have a guy in the draft who, uh, who succumbs to you know, something outside of the football field. So if the Giants do their due diligence, and they, you know they hope they, and you hope they will, they'll investigate all these uh, incidents or question marks about this player. And I and I think that I, I think, like I said, talent overcomes a lot of off the field baggage. It really does. But in my mind, though, you have to make sure the off the field baggage is not going to be a distraction on the field. And like I said, I don't know if any, I don't speak about the rumors and everything else. Cause I don't know. And, and the things he's being accused of or has been accused of. I don't know if they're true. I can't tell you, but if you're looking for a pure football perspective, 
the players who name the player whose name I shall not speak would be a perfect plug-and-play linebacker to go alongside Blake Martinez. You can then switch to a traditional 3-4 defense. You really could. And then you could use this guy on the edge. And even if you go to a 4-3 hybrid at times, he could play either an outside linebacker position or he could play a defensive end position. And I wouldn't worry about him losing containment. One of the biggest issues I have with someone like uh, O'Shane Zimenez or Lorenzo Carter or someone else they may put on the defensive end position is, is they potentially could have the opportunity to lose containment. I'm not worried about this guy. If he falls down to 11 and Dave Gettleman does not sprint to the podium, and, and I know they don't like really go to the podium. I'm just using that. It's just a joke, guys. If he does not call this guy's name 15 seconds or 10 seconds after the, the pick, you know, the, the, the 10th overall pick goes out, I wouldn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do when we lost Josh Allen. <laughs> I, I had no clue. What, I could not, I couldn't breathe when they said Daniel Jones. I knew everyone kind of knew they were going to go Daniel Jones towards the end because there was that surprise team that was looking at to take Daniel Jones high. And you knew it was the giants. You knew it. You're like, Oh my God, it's a freaking giants. We just know it. We just know, we just, we just know it. We just know it. But uh, this guy to me has the potential to reinvent or revitalize the New York giants linebacking core to what it used to be in the eighties and the nineties. And, 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 I, and I know that's big praise and that's big talk, but this guy could potentially do it. And again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue bringing you the best of New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you can like, hit subscribe, and ring that button, and the news that we have.